Hey LA, Lance Bass here with the latest in the City of Angels. Immerse yourself in our vibrant fashion scene where exclusive streetwear meets high-end boutiques. Stroll through styles defining our bold, wildly creative city, like the unique finds at Melrose Trading Post, a real LA gem. Explore star-studded experiences on Hollywood Boulevard, behind-the-scenes studio tours, and moments of awe under our legendary blue sky. Picture this. The iconic Griffith Observatory, inspiring directors worldwide. Plan your weekend at discoverla.com. It's the time to leave your mark in the city of angels. Lance Bass is zatting off. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school, you're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is Frosted Tips with Lance Bass. An iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, my little peanuts. It's me, your host, Lance Bass. This is Frosted Tips with me, Lance Bass, and my co-host, Michael Turchin. Why, hello there. Turkey Turchin for you guys, uh, and my husband. So I'm excited <laughs> today because you know I love uh, to reach across the pond oh. and bring in some British acts over oh, here. We're going international. We're going international, dude. Wow. Uh, with one of, of the best pop funk boy bands ever Busted. Busted. Busted, yes. Uh, we have James Bourne on the show today. Uh, man, this man is so talented. Mm -hmm. uh, not only just you know incredible performer and musician, but he can write some songs. Yes, Woo! he can. Yeah. So uh, we're going to get into that. Uh, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and just kind of start the show early because I know we're going to go long with this one. I have so much to learn. Yeah, from James and he's done Bourne. so much, so I mean, let's find okay. out. So let's take a little break. When we come back, okay. James Bourne is going to be here, and we have lots and lots and lots to talk about. We'll be right back. Hey, LA, Lance Bass here with the latest in the City of Angels. From epic shopping to nonstop pride events, discoverla.com is your gateway to everything LA. From walk-up windows and rooftop bars to year-round alfresco dining, Los Angeles is a culinary thrill ride sure to leave visitors hungry for more. From tacos to sushi, we truly have some of the best restaurants. 
After you get a bite to eat, get a taste for fame firsthand by attending a star ceremony on Hollywood Boulevard or glyphs behind the scenes at World Famous Studio Tour. Stop and see a movie at the iconic El Capitan Theater and check out the stairs outside the Dolby Theater where all the stars walk before the Oscars. Take a hike at Glamorous Griffith or stop for a boba or a draft cold brew at an outdoor cafe perfect for people watching. There are endless amounts of outdoor activities in L.A. with our beautiful weather. And, of course, Pride is celebrated every day in Los Angeles. Everyone is welcome to experience our sparkling nightlife, indulgent spas, and sensational shopping. Plan your weekend at discoverla.com. It's time to leave your mark in the City of Angels. Lance Bass, signing off. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating Pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome back to the show. All right, James Bourne, English singer, amazing songwriter, musician, known as the co-founder of the pop punk boy band Busted, alongside Matt Willis and future fight star frontman Charlie Simpson. From 2001 to 2005, the band managed to achieve four chart-topping singles, multiple successful albums, and sell-out tours. James's other projects include the band Son of Dork, McBusted, and his own solo music. Uh, Busted has reunited for their 20th anniversary and will embark on a reunion tour in the UK this year. James Bourne, welcome to Frosted Tips. Thanks so much yes. for having me on the show. Crazy. It's <laughs> so, real like amazing to be here actually Aww. uh because uh you know obviously uh grew up loving uh nsync 
uh, you know. So you knew who we were over there because it's we didn't spend much time. Are you kidding? Over in England. Is that a joke? <laughs> yeah, well, I know. <laughs> Lance, Lance is under the impression nobody in the UK knew who NSYNC was. Well, because we didn't really. I don't know. We we didn't spend much time no, there. People I, uh, people knew. Yeah. Well, I find that also, <laughs> you know, British entertainers also don't spend enough time in America too. Yeah. And I think it's like with Busted. I feel like you know you were comfortable there. You're yeah. huge. Yeah. Did y'all try to break it in America, or did y'all just just say like, "Well, we love our country." You know, we're we 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 had we we were the reverse case of yeah. the problem that you're describing uh, that you don't have. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, we uh, yeah we uh, yeah we started in the UK. Mm. Yeah, this was before uh, uh, MySpace and Twitter yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know the social media thing just didn't exist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but you got into magazines and the radio and television and that's how people started to, you know, when, when you tell, when, when you tell your friends you're leaving college or dropping out to start a band and they all kind of start to wonder if it's real, mm-hmm. you know, oh, when yeah. they see you on the, right. in, on the television or in the mag, that's when they start to be like, oh, oh, this is real. Yeah, it's yeah. real. Yeah. That's what you always say. Well, I know. Cause we started, you know, in Europe for, we were in Germany for a couple of years and I, you know, I'd, I'd left high school. <laughs> right. So all my high school friends were like, what are you doing? I'm like, I swear, we're like the Beatles over in Europe. Like, we can't go anywhere. Wait, because this is in the beginning. Oh, yeah. And they're like, sure. And we come back to America and no one knew who we were. No one was like, sure. Yeah. So, 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 because I I feel like I like to feel like I have my, uh, you know, pop music history trivia on Uh point. Did you start in Germany? We did. Yes. We were signed to Munich, Germany. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. And, um, and it's crazy. I always felt like, uh, you know, when the ba- when my band started uh, happening and we started going into the business, mm-hmm. I felt it was it was really interesting because the the ba- you know NSYNC was definitely a band that I uh, knew about and followed and uh, was interested. I was interested in uh, your guys' story because mm-hmm. uh, when you see, uh, you know people having the time of their life, you know, having a career in music yeah. and you like music and you think, oh, I have to escape. I have to find a way to get right. out of this, like, you know, taking mm-hmm. exams and trying to find a job. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of a good option. Mm-hmm. Well, so, that's, that was take yeah. that for me. Yeah. Like watching right. take that rise. And I was just like, wow, if we could ever get to that level. Oh my God. They look like they were having so much fun. Right. Uh, and they yeah. did come before you guys. Oh, Cause yeah. I mm-hmm. remember they were around in the kind of, uh, in the first part of the nineties, mm-hmm. they were around and yeah. you guys were sort of at the end of the nineties. Yeah. yeah. We started, yeah. uh, in Europe, we were there in 96, but we didn't really come to America until about 98. 98. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Before we get into, uh, the group and how it all started, let's go back to the beginning. James, where were you born? I was born in a town called Rochford, okay. which is in Essex, Essex, which is next to London. Uh-huh. And I grew up there, you know, uh, until about 16 years old. Uh, I was living a very comfortable, normal uh, life. I had a perfect upbringing. You yeah. know, Did you have uh, a, like, your, was your family into music? Uh, they supported that I was. Mm-hmm. I was sort of the first one. It was like, where does that come from? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was definitely like, it was definitely like, what do we do with this? You know, mm. um, and and it, it was it was definitely I definitely I definitely felt like you know I, I watched Back to the Future when I was uh, eight mm. uh, in my you know and on a tiny television and you know I saw the scene where he plays the guitar and I was like I want to do that yeah yeah oh, and what, what instruments do you play yeah guitar and piano yeah. and I I you know those are my instruments that I would you know. 
I can play other instruments, but I probably wouldn't feel like I would want to play them in front of people. Were you self-taught? <laughs> yeah, I get it. Um, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, uh, yeah. Well, um, I wasn't. I, I was so. I taught myself how to play the piano. Mm -hmm. oh, wow. um, what would you say is the best instrument that you know that helps you write your songs? Right now, it's probably a guitar and piano, and I find that, that they both help me. Uh, depending on what the song is, I would. You know, if I'm holding a guitar, I write a song that might come out a little bit differently to if I'm sat at a piano or mm -hmm. if I think of a song, if I'm driving my car and I think of a song, I might think, oh, I can't wait to try and hear what that sounds like uh, mm -hmm. at a piano or, you know, yeah. it's, it depends what it is. But do you remember the first song you wrote? Yeah. How old were you? I was terrible. Uh, <laughs> like 13. It was yeah. probably one of the worst songs that I would never <laughs> want anyone to hear ever. Sing it now. Uh, it's your first song. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, you really start. You, I, I remember like, I started a band when I was 13 at school, you know, uh, I what it was the kids in the band that i started when i was that they all lived on the same street as me mm. well the and i would do band practice i would carry my amp and my guitar down the street mm. and um you know we asked we're trying to find a plate when you're 13 like it's, it's pretty hard to get uh to play shows <laughs> yeah. and uh we I mean, you can't even get into the clubs yeah no, you can't no. well yeah we used to get kicked out we yeah. used to play in bars when i was like 15 and i wouldn't they would find out that i was 15 and i would get kicked out and i wouldn't be allowed back in to get my equipment oh, wow. um, no. so like funny stuff like that would happen but we played a, a show at the school and uh, we convinced the the people at the school to let us play and and uh and and it was kind of like my first taste of doing it and as the older that I got, or, you know, we did that for a few years, but, you know, as school ends, a lot of the members in the band are like, I, I think I want to be a doctor or I want to do this. And I, I, I never got serious about other stuff. It was right. like always just that. Yeah. And uh, I would spend most of my weekends uh, trying to find uh, auditions for people who were like, you know, serious about music and wanting to do it. And I would try and find my way into a lot of things and, uh, and it would never work out. Like I, you know, didn't, uh, didn't get, I wasn't I wasn't having much success um, and, and eventually I did one of those things and I didn't you know it was unsuccessful again but the person behind the group uh, got in contact and said you're very young but you know we think that it might be worth staying in touch and yeah. there was another guy that didn't get into that band too and we kind of didn't get into the band but we started our band yeah is that when Busted began? Yeah. Oh wow. So what was the name of your original band when you were when you know? I was in when I was at school? Yeah. Uh -huh. Oh, it was called uh, Sick Puppy. Sick uh, Puppy. Yeah. Yeah. Puppy. And uh, it kind of had like a, it was kind of you know we wanted to be like Green Day, but mm -hmm. uh, we weren't quite that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, and you know, like one of the guys in the band had an uncle that was you know uh, musical, and um, I remember he 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 was like, so what's this song about? And I was like devastated because I couldn't like, you know, I didn't know. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I couldn't answer the question. Mm -hmm. And I was like 14 years old and I was thinking, why don't I know how to answer that? And I just kind of, you know, there were a few things that happened where I was like, maybe I have a lot to figure out or me, you know, I like, I know that I like this, but I'm probably not very good at it. Mm -hmm. But this guy, this manager who was like, we should stay in touch, you know, play me your songs. I would play them from him. He was from Los Angeles mm -hmm. and uh, he would call every day at 4 p.m. and play me some songs you wrote and I would and, and uh, he would just straight up tell me down the phone that it sucked and uh, and it was interesting to me because I knew that he was uh, I knew that he was a real uh, person in the business mm -hmm. and, and, and your parents and your friends they don't tell you that you know and it was kind of good yeah. that he, it was kind of good that he did say that yeah. to me 
So I spent the next year or two trying to write a song that he liked. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that was kind of why I sort of found uh, my rhythm as a songwriter was uh, having having somebody that I knew was like um, like a, a reason to get better. There was sort of like a reason I had like, oh, if you know, I, I got it. I wonder what it kind of was like, it kind of bothered me, but it was like almost like a challenge. Like maybe if I can write something that he likes, yeah, you know, I, I, I would improve. Mm -hmm. And so I hear there's a loose rule where every 15 <laughs> songs you write, you finally get a hit. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a good, that, 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 those are good. Like those that. are quite yeah, good are odds good actually. Yeah. yeah um, they, okay. I heard it was like 99 songs. <laughs> I haven't gotten to 15. I think I've gotten to like nine songs I've written in my well, entire life. So I haven't gotten to that hit song yet. <laughs> this time, babe. Yeah. It's, it's time. yeah, it's, it, it, I mean, we, 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 we got on a little bit of, a, I think it depends as well with, with, with songs that become hits. Like you can have a great song, but you know, it's partly like if the right, you know, Good people have to record it too, yeah. and whoever has to record it has to sort of be in a, has to be poised right. to sort of be in a position to have a hit. Because uh -huh. you know we know that having a hit doesn't happen like in someone's living room, and only in, it has to sort of be uh, recorded and sound yeah. great as well. Because sometimes you could have a hit if it's recorded badly, it might yeah. ruin the song, right? Gosh, yeah. Or the wrong person so, singing it. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it takes all the elements. Yeah, they're all the, the planets. Performance, the producing, the writing, yeah. the timing, the talent, everything, everything has to be. Yeah, everything has to be in the right place. Mm -hmm. And so for all the planets to line up, uh, uh, it takes a lot of uh, things that are out of your control. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but you know, uh, it, it, it was like, it was weird because um, eventually I did write a song that this manager liked mm -hmm. and it what got us it, it was called yeah. uh, what i go to school for oh, well, yes we know and uh yeah. it was their first song that we released yeah. with the band mm -hmm. and you know it wasn't like you know and it also wasn't like you know it wasn't like we wrote the song you know i wrote it with my uh bandmate we came home drunk one night and he had this verse idea but it was a cool idea but it wasn't like you know it was a different lyric and some of the words were the same and one of the words rhymed with something that took us down that that concept and we finished this idea and it wasn't like completely finished but we knew it was better than anything we had mm -hmm. and when we played it for our manager it was like it kind of really got the ball rolling for us yeah and we kind of knew what kind of a band we were going to be and you know it mm -hmm. it kind of um it made a lot of things known yeah. for yeah. us like that we would gonna go down a certain yeah well what were your influences at that point uh as busted who are y'all looking up to um honestly like you guys oh, yeah. uh <laughs> y'all didn't want to dance yeah no no i i would have actually quite liked that oh yeah yeah uh nice i you know uh because i like michael jackson oh yeah and, uh, i like the jackson five and and i felt like you know that's it's just like the same as you guys, right? Mm. It's a kind of I mean, that's who we idolized. Yeah, you know, it was it was the Michael. Ja it was the performances that we loved. Yeah, Michael, Janet, Madonna. You know, we were always about what can we do to entertain. Everybody. Yeah, the showmanship, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. There's like a showmanship that comes um, with that stuff, and I would have been really happy in that. I would have I would have been very happy in a all singing, all dancing boy band. Yeah. But I also love you know. I love also bands like Blink-182 and Green Day. And yeah. I like it all. I don't, you know, I don't. It, you know, I, it's not too late. Yeah, I would. We, we could start you an wanna, ultimate boy band. Yeah, I would do it. We could fulfill your dancing dreams. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually do like to, I, I like to do that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the thing is, is um, I just like good music. Mm. 
And yeah. I think some people see like the bands they listen to, it's a part of their identity. It's who they are. Yeah. Um, I want to be this kind of person. So I'm going to listen to this music. And, mm -hmm. and I feel like it's, you know, not often people just, you know, people like to their music to reflect, you know, an image or something. Yeah, yeah. So if you're everything, right. you, it's like, you don't know who you are, but right. I feel like I, I, I do like everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah, a lot no. of people would think they'd have an identity crisis, but then yeah. you can get stuck in a box. Exactly. And then you can't really yeah. do some of the art that would be just incredible because I'm like, no, I'm stuck in this little box. Right yeah, there. and we're similar to that. Like we, because like we're fans of just good songs. Yeah, so it doesn't too. matter what genre it's in. Like yeah. a good song is a good song. If it's country, if it's rock, if it's yeah. pop. That's how so, I feel. Yeah, so mm -hmm. yeah, we're, we're kind of do yeah. the same thing. Yeah, I like everything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I don't want to be in a, in a, I don't want to be like pigeonholed into a thing. It's, I like to try different things. I like to, you know, I like to write songs for my band. I like to write song. I, I like to write musicals for the stage. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I like to score things. If, mm -hmm. if, if, if an artist that I think is cool, if, it doesn't even matter if they're a known artist, if I, I could meet them on the subway, uh, you know, and I will, I will work with anybody, you know, if they ask me. Yeah. You know, it's not like that's great. I love, I mean, you have done so much in entertainment. Um, when did you decide I'm going to tackle a musical? Cause yeah. that is a undertaking. I mean, it takes years to do, uh, even to get it up on the stage is yeah. almost impossible. You did it. How did this come about? Yeah. It's, it's, and also, I mean, it's, 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 it's nice that you understand that because, mm. uh, yeah. cause you know, it, I lived in a building and there was, somebody else who i met you know uh it was sure when the band got big in the beginning we got our own places eventually and mm -hmm. we were kind of living alone mm -hmm. and did y'all live together at first yeah we did oh, yeah. we had See, a, yeah. i love that dynamic that's what we did also <laughs> because you literally unless you're living together you're not gonna know if this group's gonna last because you'll find out quickly who yeah. you're gonna hate we <laughs> and we knew yeah. we kind of we knew in the beginning that yeah. our band was gonna be short-lived because because yeah. <laughs> charlie he, he moved out like about you know after a month oh yeah like, and, yeah. and i remember when, when the door closed behind him like matt was like uh, yeah, this is how it's gonna go yeah but um but you know it was like yeah it, it's true you learn a lot oh, about yeah. that yeah you, you, yeah <laughs> So, so our, anyway, we got our own places and there was a neighbor in the building who I met, there was tennis courts, you know, it was one of those apartments that has tennis courts. And, and I just was leaning up against the fence one day watching these people that I didn't know play tennis. And he was like, you're that guy in that band. And we became friends. And I didn't really know that he was even anything to do with, with, uh, with, with the world of, you know, doing musicals. I, I just thought that we'd become friends and he was always telling me that I should, you know, consider, cause I had another band after the, after the band mm -hmm. split up and right. he was like, there's songs in this album that lend itself to, to the musical theater world. And I said, it sounds like a lot of work. I don't know if we can pull that off. You know, that's, I knew it was a lot of, cause I did it growing up, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I knew how, how hard it was to do it. And there's a songwriter in Los Angeles that you probably very well aware of, Andrews Carlson. Of course. And he's a friend of mine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. From and, the yeah. Max Martin Dennis Pop Camp. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Andrews and I um, uh, are friends, good friends. And um, I remember I was like sitting with him and this was after the band. I wasn't doing anything. Uh, I was, you know, didn't really know what to do next. And he was saying to me, you know, writing for people is fun, but you should maybe think about doing this. And I said, really, you think that that's a good idea? And he was like, absolutely. And I was like, huh. And I really kind of looked up to him. So I went back home and said to my neighbor, you know that musical thing you want to write? Let's do it. Nice. And um, turned out he actually knew what he was doing. Yeah. Um, 
you know, he did a lot of the heavy lifting on the book. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of the heavy lifting on the songwriting and we uh, had a good uh, partnership and we wrote it originally for, for schools, mm -hmm. right? Cause, yeah. cause uh, the thing about musicals, it's hard to put it on, you know, to put it on properly is really expensive mm -hmm. and a lot of work. Oh, yeah. And, but then if just you to can, get a theater, I mean, yeah. sometimes it's a four year wait to even <laughs> yeah. try to get a theater. That's how mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so like, you know, we, we knew that to have an opening night would be a nice um, deadline. Mm -hmm. We knew that if we had that goal, we knew that we could probably motivate ourselves to finish a first draft and go into a workshop setting and to put some kind of presentation on. And we did that. And a producer from the West End heard about it, came down and said, we're going to do it. And uh, so from page to stage, opening in the West End was about three years, which yeah. is shockingly quick. It is yeah, quick. That's that really is yeah. quick. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah. And, but you know, and it, and it was well received in the West End and it got nominated for an Olivier award, but it wasn't a financial success. Yeah. Well, most aren't. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. after it closed, it got done by schools everywhere and it started to make money and, and happen, you know, on the amateur circuit. Mm -hmm. In October last year, I got an email from the company that licenses the show, huge license came in from Japan. I was like, what is this? In March this year, I went to Japan, show sold 60,000 tickets in Japan. Good wow. And uh, wow. yeah, toured all over Japan and I was there and I went to see it and it was translated into Japanese and the show has been translated into That's, five. What do you think resonated so much with Japan? Okay, they cast it right. Yeah. The people that produced it knew what they were doing. Mm -hmm. They cast people that the Japanese people cared about. They made it in Japanese. You know, Japan, like people talk like, and I'm sure you've been to Japan, but it's like, they do love Western culture, but they're also very loyal to their own traditions. Yeah. Right? And mm -hmm. they're very loyal to their own uh, culture. And, mm -hmm. and so, and, and, you know, the majority of, you know, uh, Japanese selling uh, music is Japanese language music. Right. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And... So the fact that it was, you know, we had the guy that, you know, translated it into Japanese. He was able to make it work phonetically, you know, right. with the words. It must be so hard. I, yeah. And I had, I had dinner with him after the show and he was talking to me about it. And I was like, how did you do that? You know, mm -hmm. yeah, make it in a, in Japanese language is so different from English. Mm -hmm. so different. Yeah. And um, I had a really interesting conversation with him. And, but, you know, to see it, you know, because it was sold out in this thing. I mean, when I walked into this, it was like being in a dream. You know, because it's such a long time. 2013 was the West End. It's been a decade since yeah. it closed wow. in London to sort of show up in a other side of the world. Yeah. So yeah. it was a, you know, and since then there's been more interest in it. But I think musicals are interesting because they can regenerate. Mm -hmm. There's always new people that can, that can be in it. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and bring new life to it. Well, yeah. when you did it in London, what what cast did you want to put together? I mean, that must have been so fun to yeah, think I, about, wow, I'm going to cast this person I've always loved. Yeah, well, to be honest, it wasn't easy to get the people that, you know, we probably would have, you know, our, the first choices that we would have wanted that probably wouldn't have wanted to make themselves available. It's, well, and that's the other thing. I mean, yeah. it, like with Broadway too, it's just to get the person you want to see if they have six months to take out of their busy schedule, to yeah. do it, it's, it's almost impossible. That's it. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And, and so like, if you like, I mean, it, it's hard to get say, cause some really like amazing A-list uh, 
actors will do plays in London and even musicals. I mean, you get like Hugh Jackman does musicals mm-hmm. or whatever. But first of all, the show, Louisville's quite a young show. So for young talent, I mean, it's not easy to convince someone who's on a huge TV show to come and be in a musical that no one knows. Yeah. And that's what it, I mean, Louisville has got a little bit more known in the last 10 years, but it's also, it's not like it's, uh, a classic music. It's not like Hamilton or Les yeah. Mis or Wicked. It's, it's, it's a musical that could one day, you know, have, have some more success if it keeps going, but it, you know, there's a lot of different levels to this. Yeah. Um, and convincing people to do it is hard. Yeah. Sometimes they have to See, know it. I'm always looking for something like that. Cause if I ever went back to Broadway, unless it was a show that I absolutely just loved, you know, I wanted to do a part great, but next time I go to Broadway, it's going to be in a new musical because right. I want to get Tony nominated. You yeah, know, I want I want to open a show. Yeah, and I would think you know a lot of actors out huh. there would just be searching for that. Okay, this I can finally be a part of opening a show and be a part of that. This is good information to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You uh, you presented that way. Yeah, you um, because <laughs> I've written seven musicals now. No wow, way. Seven. Yeah, and well, you, have, uh, you have time to write seven musicals because I always writing something. Yeah, and uh, and the thing is, is one a show that I'm really excited about. Uh, is a show that I wrote with a guy called Stephen Sater who uh, had a huge hit with the show Spring Awakening. So he wrote the book and the lyrics for that show. We saw that. I saw that opening Broadway and then we saw the revival where they did the the deaf version. Yeah. It was Deaf West. Beautiful. It was one awards, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was was um, getting chill bumps thinking of it. It was so good. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah, and it was, wasn't that was on in LA for a little bit too. Uh, I saw it in New York, so I don't know when it was here in LA, but it was special. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, You know what? I'm really regret. You know, I've actually never seen. I saw a production of Spring Awakening at NYU Mm -hmm. because we went there to do the original workshop of. The new show that I was writing with Steven, mm-hmm. and um, but everything else I knew about the show was from the soundtrack, yeah. listening or, or from YouTube actually, yeah. promo stuff on YouTube, of looking at the Tony Awards, mm-hmm. you know that kind of stuff. But um, but yeah, sort of like working with uh, Steven was really cool because I was a fan of that show and I was a fan of like his work and uh, we've done a lot of you know. We'd, now we've written two shows together yeah. and, but you know, none of them have made it to Broadway or the West end yet, but the plan is hopefully to get yeah. it. There, so know. which one do you want to work on next? Which one do you want to bring to the stage? It'd be nice to see, you know, it'd be nice to see murder at the gates, uh, get its mm-hmm. opening. And what's that about? You know, it's, um, it's a murder mystery musical. Um, I love a murder mystery. Yeah. Which is, uh, you know, it's a young cast. And, uh, you know, they're fucked up rich kids. And sorry, am I allowed to say that? Yes, you oh, yeah. um, we're podcast. <laughs> and, uh, <Right. laughs> and so, uh, so, so they are in a gated community. They're the first house in the gated community. The dad's greased a few palms. They're in early. So they're kind mm-hmm. of isolated in this big house. And, um, yeah, the, um, the lead, you know, the lead, the leading part, Cameron, it's her birthday party and she's gone through a breakup. Her, her mum's died and the dad's already banging the housekeeper and uh, you know, her friends have all ghosted her and they've all shown up on her birthday. Like she's like mortified that they're there mm. and um, it's a murder mystery and the first murder is real and the play becomes real. And 
um they're locked down in the house and it's and it's a musical yeah so it's like yeah. um sounds i love it yeah. well my favorite movie is clue i don't know if you yeah so clue. it's a it's a lot like it's a lot <laughs> so like this that. is exactly very it's speaking to me this, right this is very much yeah. speaking this is that. like clue meets clueless yeah oh, oh that's, hello that's the best combination yeah ever. <laughs> yeah that's, that's great. perfect because yeah. i always thought clue that story would be an amazing musical i'm like why haven't they turned clue into a musical Oh. Yeah, well, this this is definitely down that street. Nice. Yeah. Ooh, well, good luck with that Thanks. one. I can't yeah. wait to see that. Yeah. Hey, LA, Lance Bass here with the latest in the City of Angels. From epic shopping to nonstop pride events, discoverla.com is your gateway to everything LA. From walk-up windows and rooftop bars to year-round alfresco dining, Los Angeles is a culinary thrill ride sure to leave visitors hungry for more. From tacos to sushi, we truly have some of the best restaurants. After you get a bite to eat, get a taste for fame firsthand by attending a star ceremony on Hollywood Boulevard or glyphs behind the scenes at world-famous studio tour. Stop and see a movie at the iconic El Capitan Theater and check out the stairs outside the Dolby Theater where all the stars walk before the Oscars. Take a hike at Glamorous Griffith or stop for a boba or a draft cold brew at an outdoor cafe perfect for people watching. There are endless amounts of outdoor activities in L.A. with our beautiful weather. And, of course, Pride is celebrated every day in Los Angeles. Everyone is welcome to experience our sparkling nightlife, indulgent spas, and sensational shopping. Plan your weekend at discoverla.com. It's time to leave your mark in the city of angels. Lance Bass, signing off. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Um, all right, going back to Boston, what what year did y'all get together? 2002? No, 2000. 2002 was uh, the year that we got signed. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, in England, you know, and especially, I mean, here in America at that time too, 
lot of groups. I mean, just you, you guys had tons of boy bands, tops of, you know, uh, punk bands. I mean, there was just lots of groups. Um, how did you, how did you think you were going to be able to stand out amongst all that competition? I don't know if we thought that actually yeah. in the beginning. Probably a good thing. We, but yeah, uh, I, I remember like when we were, I remember when we were going to get signed. I remember the, the, the kind of thing that people were saying about us was we don't know how it fits. Yeah. That would come back. That'd be yeah. the feedback. Um, you know, people would sort of, they would like us and they would, we would perform live in the office and yeah. all that stuff. And, and a lot of people would say that about us. It's like, we love it. We just don't really get where it belongs or we don't know what it is mm -hmm. because it was pop music and it was, you know, our problem was we liked dancing and blink, you know, yeah. we liked mm -hmm. both things. We liked, uh, you know, I think there was, uh, people couldn't put us in that box, mm -hmm. right? Because yeah. we would just talk about uh, the music that we liked and say, well, we like this and we like that. We like your, everything. Your band was the perfect melting pot of the TRL era. Yes, the, yes. But it's like if all the groups of TRL just kind of had a baby, oh, I yeah. feel like, yeah, Busted would be that. Exactly. It's, yeah. and it, we, we, we did that show yeah, and um, eventually, but like, and it was really fun day, actually. That was a really good memory, mm -hmm. but, but it was like that in the beginning. And then we played for Simon Cowell and um he was sort of on the very it was the beginning of his television fame mm -hmm. but it was so early for his tv career that he was still an a and r guy at a record company yeah. you right. know what i mean he wasn't mm -hmm. like completely a tv mogul mm -hmm. he was yeah. he was venturing into tv mogul world but he was still a guy that had an office in yeah. a record company he had a job <laughs> yeah <laughs> and um we went to that office and we played for him and it's very scary you know because he was the guy who was nasty to people mm -hmm. and uh he just said right there and then he offered us a record deal and we were like jumping up and down in the road outside him we we're going to get signed. And, mm -hmm. and then that kind of sent a ripple effect through the industry. And we met with whoever we wanted after that. And then we ended up not signing to him, but we signed to universal and which, you know, I would have actually, I was probably the one that was saying we should sign to him, but you know, in a band, it's like a lot of, opinions and oh yeah it's a democracy I was not ex you know i wasn't exactly uh uh upset about the deal that we got with you know sign you know with yeah. universal it was actually a very you know just sign it was better than my deal <laughs> really what do you mean you but i mean yeah. this is the thing with um you know when we, eventually we went to germany i remember i met lou perlman oh yeah and he came in there was a band there called natural oh yeah and we would see them a lot if we, when we were in Germany. It was like in that era. Yeah, because Natural came a little after us because yeah. that's when we left Lou. Um, once we found out he was screwing us so badly, and then yeah, he came up with Natural and O Town and all these so other crazy. Groups. I'm telling you, you have to. I did a documentary on him called uh, the Boy Band Con. So if you want to really know the crazy history yeah, I've of heard, Lou Perlman, I, I do. I do want to. I do want to watch that because yeah, yeah, it's intense. fascinating. Yeah, because yeah, I've I've heard about that. Yeah, it's and it's pretty intense. Yeah, he and, seems, and a good. I think a warning to other bands and you know young bands getting that first deal. Definitely watch that doc before you sign that deal. He strikes me as like sort of. Um, like a catch me if you can music right. manager. Oh mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Right. And that's what he kind of was before was. he got it just, caught. Yeah. The way he could lie. I mean, you believed everything wow. this man. I mean, he was family. We loved Lou. Uh, but I mean, everything he said, you just believed. How do you feel about him now? Uh, I've, I'm totally at peace with everything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, you know, it took a lot of therapy. I think, <laughs> you know, the older you get, the more you're like, wow, why do I still feel this way about this person 25 years ago? And then you kind of just get to a point where I don't care anymore. I forgive. 
you know, I, it, it shouldn't eat on me at all. And I do that with so many people in my life. I just, yeah. I don't care anymore. I just want to move forward and look to the future and never look back. Huh? Um, yeah. It's interesting. Did y'all have bad management at first? We were, we were lucky. Yeah. I'd, I think, you know, you know what I think about this? It, it never goes exactly the way you want it to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, never. you know, and I don't know, I've never met anyone where it has. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've experienced in, in my career, I've, you know, I've been in a band, I've, I've helped other artists, I've helped other bands happen. I've written for other artists, I've mm-hmm. been on, even on the music publishing side, you know, um, I've signed people mm-hmm. and I've seen what it's like to be on the other side when you have someone who's hopeful of having a career. And the, I think it's very challenging because, you know, as a as a manager, if it's going if it's not going well, you're kind of to blame. Yeah. And if it's going well, why isn't it going better? I, um, I'm not I'm not saying that uh, I'm not I'm not um, I'm not justifying any of any of that extra stuff that you because yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, that, that's that. like criminal activity. Uh, oh, yeah. that was criminal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah like right. um, but but like so. But what I'm saying is is that even so, like it it feels like when I think when you you know we've both been quite lucky in our careers. And I think that there's a deep sense of appreciation and gratitude that even though you can go through, cause I did go through some mm-hmm. stuff. It wasn't directly from management, but there yeah. were things, there are things that have happened yeah. that have been very difficult, but uh, you, the, the, the appreciation and the gratitude that you have for the success that's happened is greater than. Of course. And I think that if mm-hmm. that, and I think if, the, and I think if the, if you're, if you're fortunate enough that like, uh, it balances out that way. Yeah. Y- you can say that. It's yeah. Okay. And it's all about how you pivot. Yes. I mean, that's the challenge right there. And experiences that you had with it. Right. So mm-hmm. think about like the things that you learned from it. Like think about, you know, what, what you now know from those experiences is probably invaluable stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Oh gosh. And I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I went through that. at such a, at such a young age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, I got through all the worst parts of my career, you know, the negative parts by the time I was, 24 years old yes so you know i i just it's a real privilege yeah Yeah. i mean it really is a blessing for (laughs) sure um and better than going through it when you're 50 yeah you know just get screwed yeah i have no time left exactly um uh, yeah Um, okay so the group is together uh you come out with the the first song that you wrote for the group, which was a you know smash hit. Um, what's interesting to me is, and it's funny because uh, the year three thousand, the song you wrote, I think that was your second release, maybe. Yeah, was it second. Okay. Yeah, it was the second one. Because I know y'all did your first hit was number three, then it went number two, and then you went number one. So it went three, two, one, which was yeah. Was, I mean, we stopped. We went to number two, got beat by the Teletubbies, and we never went back to England. <laughs> right, right. I think that's what that was. That's it. what really that stuck. What that was yes. it, the Teletubbies. The Teletubbies premiere. Smacked them, and in the, the face. theme song went number one, and wow. you know it was tearing up my heart. That was going to be our big breakout in England, and then it just went number two, and then. No one ever talked. They're like, "Oh, Teletubbies, Teletubbies, Teletubbies." He like, just ran away. We're never coming back. Yeah, but Can't you know, but it. It, but it it was a banger. But you know, Year Three Thousand went to number two, and it's mm. bigger than all the number ones we had. Yeah, Some, it's like Bye Bye Bye. It yeah. wasn't number one. It yeah. wasn't our number one hit. But, but it's a classic. That's the one people but know. That's the one people know. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. But it's funny, Chris, when he was like listening to the group, he was like, "Yeah, it reminds me of Joe Bro, like Jonas Brothers, like the American, you know, the British version, Jonas Brothers, and they're the ones." 
they first started getting attention because of the song Gear 3000. Yeah. That year. They covered sort of the beginning, that. yeah. Yeah. And most people in America obviously don't know that it was an original song by Boston. No, and and it, it it's, you know, it's such an interesting story because, you know, my band broke up and, uh, you know, the industry, I think there were people that, you know, there were people in the record industry that are transatlantic people. Mm-hmm. And there was one of those guys, a guy called Dave Massey and, Wait, I know yeah. Dave Massey. How do I yeah. know Dave Massey? Well, he he's been he's been around. Yeah, yeah. He um he called me in like 2006, and he you know he was like, "Hey, it's Dave," mm. and he was like, "You know, I've been I've been writing songs that Nick Jonas had been recording as you know very young. He was mm. still when I went to Stockholm for the first time. He was the one recording the songs that I was writing yeah. when I was there with those uh, those genius dudes. Yeah. And, when um, did you meet that Sharon studio group? Because we were there when Dennis Pop was still alive. That's okay, how old yeah. I am. No, you, 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 you were there at the time when uh, everyone wanted to be there. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah no, it was but, the, the Robin, the uh, yeah. Ace of Bass. Like, it was the moment oh, for Sweden. Yeah, yeah you, uh, I really want to, I, I would love to talk, I mean, I would talk to you about that for, you know, I would really uh, go down the rabbit hole with you. But I think... The thing about that whole building, by the way, that building is fascinating. Yeah. The way that, you know, the way the live room is shared by the different control rooms mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, uh, but I was, I always wanted to go there and work with those people. And eventually when I kind of got my own thing happening, I was invited to go there. But Nick Jonas was recording the songs I was writing when I was there. <laughs> and it was like Dave Massey called me. And said it's not going to happen for Nick's solo career, and Nick's like probably still really young at this point. Yeah. And he was like, but he's got two brothers, and we like you know doing like something like Busted, and mm-hmm. maybe we can record Year Three Thousand if that's okay. And I was like, yeah, but I don't think you need my permission for that. And then you just cover the song. Mm-hmm. He was like, there's a couple of words that we don't want to say on Radio Disney, and I was like, oh, like what? And he was like, well, we don't want to say this, and we don't want to say that, and you can't say sex. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And um, they're wearing their purity rings at that point. Well, exactly. It was, yeah. There were some lyrics that I understood that couldn't be in it. And I was like, look, I really don't want to stand in your way. And I also don't want to rewrite the song because the song's a song. Yeah. If there's a couple of words you want to switch out then yeah. switch them out. But I don't, but like, I'm sure that, you know, you're probably better at knowing what they are than, right. than you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, they just figured it out. And then I honestly didn't think that I would ever hear about it again. Yeah, I, I thought that was the, the the last that I would hear of it. Mm-hmm. You don't think, you can't predict that. No, of course. You know, not. so it was like when I came out here. I remember I was at a friend's house and there was a Miley Cyrus concert, and the television was on, and I was in the house and I heard a song that I thought was familiar and realized after about forty seconds in, yeah, that it was actually your song. Yeah, yeah. and the guys on stage singing it with the Jonas Brothers and. The kids in the house were like, this is huge. Mm-hmm. I was like, really? really? <laughs> that was that. Really? That's my song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that must be some nice residuals coming in from that song. I mean, two big groups doing that song. When the band <laughs> breaks up, it's nice to have stuff like that happening. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yes. But, and it's also kind of, you know, it's, um, it's nice because it's just, it's sort of like a, it's a sign that you can kind of continue on really mm-hmm. and try and yeah. do other things. There's more than there's more to life than just doing one thing. You mm-hmm. can have success with other things. Yeah. And, 
Yeah. Um, one fun thing y'all did was, you know, Band-Aid. Uh, yeah, which, that's so funny. Oh, that was a really yeah. funny. Day. Yeah, you know, so yeah. you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure most people know Google if you don't know what Band Aid is. Yeah. Uh, so y'all did. Uh, Do they know it's Christmas? The remake with yeah. incredible artists. Uh, you had Paul McCartney, Chris Martin, Bono. Wow. Uh, you guys. Um, what was it like? Did you did you get to meet any of these artists? Did y'all get to perform it? And you get to geek out that that's Paul McCartney standing right next to you. You know, um, if you watch the video. Uh, Paul McCartney isn't there's a huge crowd of people mm -hmm. everyone in that crowd of people were the people that were there the day that we were there mm -hmm. uh, with with um, the, the funny thing that happened was it was one of those weird things where it's like it's big news you know it's it's national news mm -hmm. um, and I remember we were going in to record that day and I remember as we were walking in it was like a delay by like five minutes on the news and we went and the news was on and we saw ourselves on the news five minutes later yeah. like oh that was just five minutes ago like <laughs> stuff like that and then you know we went yeah. in and um i was pretty like i was so like there were so many t times back then where i was kind of like just like caught up in what was happening or i missed really key things and uh this guy comes over and was like thanks for being here and i said to my bandmate i said who was that <laughs> and he goes it was Bob Geldof. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh. Sounds like me. Yeah. Like, oh, like, oh. That is Lance yeah. to a T. And, um, <laughs> but he was wearing the iconic t-shirt that he wore mm. in the original band. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, he did a, he did like a speech about, you know, re remember the reason why we're here. And, you know, I think when you're in, when you're a, when you're in a band and you get invited to be a part of something like that, you can get caught up a little bit in, Oh, who's here? Mm -hmm. This is a fun experience. Mm -hmm. But then it's like what he did is he kind of he took that away and was like, "This is why we're here." Yeah, yeah. you know. And he and, and it was about you know people who are starving in Africa. And but I'm sure a lot of money was raised uh, yes. for this. Do you know how much ultimately was? I I, I I don't know, but I know that um I know that there's a reason they try to do it every now and then because yeah. you know like sure. But I but yeah I mean yeah it was it was a it's a crazy like, yeah it's interesting you know about that yeah. fun memory I, I love that little fact because I've always wanted I, I was a part of something like that Michael Jackson put something together for oh, yeah. uh, September 11th um, I, I'm so confused if it ever came out because I feel like that song never really released but I remember what? recording you had a, didn't, I, I know nothing exactly yeah we did a whole band-aid type are you sure did thing? you dream, did you dream was this, this for her no not this is for September, September 11th. 11th I believe yeah he did a Hurricane Katrina thing didn't he Oh, maybe he did that too. Was, I forget. Well, he did uh, so much, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> but, um, he did a few things. And the Black Eyed Peas did one. No, you know, because did, there was that night when you uh, you performed with the Jacksons. Yes, that yeah. was uh, in New York. That was before, two, right before nine eleven. Two days before. That was right. Yeah, yeah, and you know, mm -hmm. I, I remember it well because um, I watched that, and so yeah, because David Guest did that, didn't he? Uh, probably. Yeah, I mean, it. Everyone did that show. Yeah. I. I he produced know. it. Didn't he produce the show for oh, TV? Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think he did. I think he did. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, it, and it was crazy because a friend of mine, you know, so Matt from my band was in a reality TV show with him. Yeah. Which one was it? It was in the jungle. Oh, yeah. Oh, celebrity. celebrity. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, uh, you know, they became quite good friends in there. And when they came out, I would, I would hang out with, you know, them mm. all the time. 
like in the month afterwards everyone you know when you kind of been in yeah. a jungle together yeah. everyone wants to hang out all the yeah. time yeah uh -huh. and so i met david through my friend mm -hmm. in my band and it was through him i actually ended up producing a song for tito jackson's kids yeah the, and, the, um, the 3t yeah yes 3t yeah who um yes. who actually uh are really I've, I really like those guys. Yeah. I remember 3T because they started the same time we did in Europe. So yeah. we would always run into them in Germany. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it was so cool. I'm like, oh my gosh, we know like some Jacksons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, yeah, it's mm -hmm. kind of, it's kind of amazing. Mm -hmm. But but what was it like? Cause you, um, cause when you, when you did the show with them, mm -hmm. cause you, you danced with, was it Dance Machine? Uh, yeah, Dance Machine. Yeah. Uh, it was the last performance of the Jackson 5, which was like, insane so we go there and we had done some stuff with michael at that point we had become good friends and we had just he had just performed with us at the vmas yeah uh and I, we had released pop and had no idea if he would oh my god that performance is oh, so yeah. good just, he comes at the end and starts yeah, dancing. yeah the extra sketch right that's just yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. we had no idea he would really show literally i'm on stage and just oh hoping god. that when that extra sketch came up that he was going to be well you didn't there. know that he was no gonna we had we he said he'd be there but there was no rehearsal and, and and we couldn't even tell MTV. MTV had no idea this was going to happen. Oh, wow. They thought somehow they thought Janet was going to show up, uh, but then it happened, and it was just a moment. Uh, and then we did his 30th anniversary, you know, special two days later, and it had you know Whitney. But everyone hit that stage, oh, and yeah. I mean Britney, Britney and, and Usher, Usher, and I mean just everyone. Maya. And we had no idea. You know, I knew we knew we were going to do Jackson Five fun, but I had no idea Michael was actually going to do a concert and just do a full-on set. Um, and it was the first time I'd seen him. You live. didn't know that? No, not at all. And so I sat and I went into the audience. I'm like, I have to see this, and I had a tear in my eye. I'm like, I get it. I get why people cry now. What is this? It's just a single tear. It's just weird. The, 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 the Michael Jackson thing. I mean, you saw it. I mean, when. It was like a different thing, mm -hmm. wasn't it? Yeah. When oh, you, because yeah. it was, it didn't matter. It didn't matter who you were. It didn't matter how successful you were. It didn't matter how many records you sold or how, what the hell was going on. He was just sort of above everyone, yeah, the yeah. stratosphere. It didn't yeah. get bigger than that. No. And, mm -hmm. and, and it didn't matter. Yeah. It was, well, just an, his influence on everyone. That's what's so spectacular. Yeah. I know. Any artist you talk to, whatever genre, they always bring up Michael. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. And um, I can't, I remember, I, you know, and, and it was, it's actually crazy because for me, that's where it all started was like being a Michael Jackson fan. And, mm -hmm. um, and I remember seeing, I waited up because, you know, in England, the time difference is a bit different. Mm -hmm. So I knew that there was something going on. It's the VMAs, right? Mm -hmm. The Etch a Sketch thing. Yep. Mm -hmm. So when that happened, it aired in England. When it happened, it was like 2 a.m. or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was probably live at 2. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I remember like waiting up for it and falling asleep and like waking up. Thinking, oh, yeah. Did it and then <laughs> when it happened, I remember, you know, you guys on stage, mm. I remember watching thinking, there's something about this performance that's a little extra or because mm. there was a lot of set in it. Mm -hmm. it, and, was, it was a lot. Yeah, a lot of set tons design. of dancers. Yeah, and mm. I was like, I was like, there's something going on here. And um, I was literally like keeping my eyes open because I didn't want to miss it. Mm. And um, I remember that like that whole thing was just so 
crazy. That's fun. I couldn't stop just watching the audience. Because, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it was great that Michael was right next to us, but I just watching everyone's kind of jaw to the floor because <laughs> no one expected it. Because it's been a while since we had seen Michael on stage. Anyone. Yeah. Uh, he's been, you know, he was kind of on a little hiatus for a while. But man, you know, to see Jay-Z and Beyonce, everyone's like, oh my gosh. I need to go back and, and like, watch yeah, that. I know this guy. I know this guy. <laughs> He's my friend. <laughs> but when you, when you, when, but on the, on the Madison Square Garden thing, when mm-hmm. you're all there, right? And mm-hmm. you're all dancing. Yeah. Um, do you have like look to your left or yes, your right? The whole time. If you watch my performance, I'm, <laughs> I'm not even looking anywhere except to my left or right. I'm just like, like uh, what, what, what is my life right now? I'm here with the Jackson freaking five. Yeah. Oh, it was amazing. But to be able to say that we were the last to perform in the Jackson Five is just such a, that's just such a moment. Just hold on to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put that on my resume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should. And, and yeah, your life must have changed after that. Okay? I mean, it was crazy. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it, was, it was interesting because that was definitely probably the all-time high for NSYNC, that moment and that special. And then 9-11 happened and everything just went pop and just disappeared. And I don't think anyone's ever recovered. I think that was the downfall of NSYNC. I think that was the start. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't yeah. think anyone really recovered from that. Breaking news. Yeah. Because no one was doing concerts. Film was done. I mean, just everyone was in such a depressed mood that no one was thinking about music or going to see a concert of a boy band. No. And I feel like that it just kind of music and fun music fizzled out after that for a bit. No, wait. That, that wasn't the end. Was it? No, we had another album, Celebrity, after that. Which was great. It was great, but it was considered a flop. Even oh, come it, on. Man. It sold six million albums. And <laughs> it was such a flop. And, that, and it was considered a flop. Such a, such a, such a disaster. Yeah, yeah, people were like, oh, that's the end of NSYNC. They didn't, they didn't beat No Strings Attached. I'm like, who's going to beat No Strings Attached? It was just, that was an insane time that will never happen again until it did. 2.4 million albums in week yes, one, yeah. right? Yeah, six and a half million. Yeah. And that was considered like. Isn't oh, that a fastest selling album of all time? Uh, until Adele beat it a few years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. She, well, she, eventually that. Yeah, yeah, eventually. But that was a good Adele. run. It was you a good had run. Like 15, 16 it was years. A good run. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, I liked having that title because it was the only thing that I could hang my hat on for a while. Yeah. <laughs> and then Adele <laughs> just comes and sweeps it back. And I'm thinking, well, that'll never be broken because no one camps out for albums anymore and, and no one buys an album, the singles market. And then Adele comes in and just. Kills it. Now I think she had like four million the first week. No, she week. had three point it's insane. Yeah. Insane. It's 3.2, in a market 3.3. that no one buys albums. That's yeah. crazy. That is crazy. You no, guys you... have to get back together and just do a new album. Yeah, then. just to beat Adele. Just to beat Adele if you want to get it back. the Celebrity album was brilliant. I loved that. Was, that was a great one. Celebrity to me was great because we were finally coming in to our own as musicians. You know, the first two albums, you know, you're just so busy. You're, you're just trying to make everything work. Finally, we had time from No Strings Attacked to Celebrity. We had some time. Yeah. We had some off time. So we were in the studio writing. And so most of that album was written by, you know, one of the members of NSYNC. Um, and it just was more of our style. It was very, it was evolving for sure. I um, thought that too. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see where that would have gone after that. Uh, but yeah, we were definitely growing up, I think. And, we were- and, and, and do you think... Because I think a lot of people wonder what it would be like if you did it now. Yeah. Oh, yes. Everyone's wondering. Hey, we'll see. Never say never.
Hey LA, Lance Bass here with the latest in the City of Angels. From epic shopping to nonstop pride events, discoverla.com is your gateway to everything LA. From walk-up windows and rooftop bars to year-round alfresco dining, Los Angeles is a culinary thrill ride sure to leave visitors hungry for more. From tacos to sushi, we truly have some of the best restaurants. After you get a bite to eat, get a taste for fame firsthand by attending a star ceremony on Hollywood Boulevard or glyphs behind the scenes at world-famous studio tour. Stop and see a movie at the iconic El Capitan Theater and check out the stairs outside the Dolby Theater where all the stars walk before the Oscars. Take a hike at Glamorous Griffith or stop for a boba or a draft cold brew at an outdoor cafe perfect for people watching. There are endless amounts of outdoor activities in L.A. with our beautiful weather. And, of course, Pride is celebrated every day in Los Angeles. Everyone is welcome to experience our sparkling nightlife, indulgent spas, and sensational shopping. Plan your weekend at discoverla.com. It's time to leave your mark in the City of Angels. Lance Bass, signing off. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating Pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Uh, what are you excited about right now uh, that you're working on? I'm excited about the band coming back. Yeah, uh, we yeah. just uh, well, tell us about the 20th yeah, anniversary. What's work? I know y'all going on tour. Are we going to get new music with it? Yeah, we we're releasing okay. a new song in a couple weeks. Oh, nice. What's it called? Uh, it's called uh, called Good One. Good One. All right. Yeah, and uh, it kind of you know uh, it's a bit different. It's a bit you know it's it's, it's a bit something new from what we've done before, but. Uh, still feels like a busted song, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm sort of excited to go back on tour because it's been like five years and the pandemic really stopped everything. Yeah, and so I'm excited about that. What's um, your favorite part about? Because what I love about this industry is 
you get to tour for a few months then you get back in the studio for a few months so it never gets boring you know by the time you're kind of like ah kind of wish this tour would end i'm getting a little i'm not sweating anymore then you get in the studio yeah. then by the end of the studio you're like kind of tired of being in this box right now i want to get back on the road yeah uh, so it kind of i don't know it, it equals out for the me. seasons changing yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh studio being on stage and yeah. obviously so do you have a favorite i like i like them but I, I, mm. I love to record i like to i think like making music and releasing music is just as important sometimes i go through times i make a lot of music i don't release any music and mm -hmm. it's like breathing in and not breathing out you know yeah. it's like kind of oh yeah, yeah. Wanna, you want to release the stuff you're excited about yeah. and then sometimes enough time goes by and you're grateful that you didn't yeah you know oh yeah you're like, <laughs> oh that was like yeah. like, i say that yeah. i say that all yeah. about all the time about nsync i'm so glad that no american label signed us back in 95 96 because we wouldn't have made it at all thank god we got to go to germany like train, fill it out yeah. yeah train ourselves better figure out what our sound was and then come back to our country because they would have laughed us out of this country if we were released in 95. it would have just never worked do you think that, like having that story that foundation of overseas like with germany mm -hmm. was very key to yeah definitely it's it's what bonded us the most uh it made us family we really got to know what our sound was we you know we we worked with techno and things that we would just never touch today yeah. right uh but we we just had to we had to test it out and see what see what happens and we really listened to our fans so we would do a something and the fans would just go crazy on something we didn't think that they would even like wow. we would just kind of go with it like okay this is what the people want let's give it to them Let's uh, finish with this because we have some fan questions for you. So, uh, yeah. Lubortha wants to know what is your favorite McBusted story that no one knows? Now, for you Americans listening, McBusted is a joint group. Yes. Uh, for McFly and Busted. Yes. I think the thing about that's most, I think the, the, the craziest thing about mm -hmm. that whole thing, the way it happened, was how easily it could not have happened. Yeah. And what happened as a result of it happening. Mm -hmm. is so crazy it's like such a sliding doors yeah. moment yeah. because Kismet. yeah because i had like um i had a relationship that was uh went back you know to the beginning of mcfly you know i was a big part of that band starting and um working with tom before he knew who his band were mm -hmm. and um i think i was a big part of uh, inspiring like what the band became mm -hmm. and um and a lot of people, when, when they got signed and like you said, you know, when you, you make the, uh, the NSYNC and Backstreet reference mm -hmm. in England, it was a little bit like Busted and McFly oh, yeah. had a little oh, bit. Oh, that of, was your BSB. That yeah, was your, yeah. It was a little bit of that going mm -hmm. on. And, um, and I think that a lot of people in interviews would say to me, do you think that you're, uh, sort of doing the right things, doing, putting, you know, so much work into this other thing, you know, you're in this thing and now this band is becoming yeah. big now. And I never really thought of it that way. I just loved writing songs and I loved, I didn't think that I was phasing myself out. I yeah. thought I was, you know, I thought I was just yeah. doing more stuff, but eventually when my band broke up quite recently after that, I did wonder because, you know, the, the, the management who managed both bands, I wondered if they would worked harder to keep busted together if there wasn't another option. Right, yeah. And uh, mm. and but you know very quickly when my band broke up, I wasn't just not in my band. I wasn't really in the equation at all anymore. Yeah, really. So it was sort of like two bands that I was sort of very much a big part of my life that yeah. uh, wasn't around. And then ten years later, 
when I visited them, I'd been living in the States for all these years and I came back and cause see them play that performance. It was like one of the guys, you know, in the band, it was like a joke almost to go out on stage and play some songs. Yeah. And I think people, I could have, that could have quite easily not happened. Yeah. And um, it's where you say, cause you had the same management. I always wonder that too, cause our management also did Justin's solo project. Yes. I'm wondering, well, if we had separate management with the band is still continued somehow you know would they have figured it out like okay we're gonna figure this out where y'all can still make music within sync and still have this solo yeah because it's interesting it's interesting because i think like now when 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 people are incentivized there are people who matter in the equation Mm -hmm. your manager is a big part of that Mm -hmm. and there has to be a common goal right Mm -hmm. and uh that's what that is it's like yeah yeah, i think all of a sudden that night, even though Busted was effectively a broken band, when I did it by myself in front of their audience, mm-hmm. it worked. It was like it was mm-hmm. alive, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's alive. And then we're going to fill in the missing pieces with a whole band, yeah. which is going to make it more exciting. Yeah. And and that's that. And, and it kind of led back to Busted. Yeah. And it was sort of like a Stargate back. This thing that kind of started 10 years ago mm-hmm. was a Stargate back to the future. That's great. Yeah. Back to the future. It always comes yeah. back to back to the future. <laughs> it does go back. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, on the same note, uh, Fan for Life 143 wants to know, did McBusted start because of the NKOT BSB, the New Kids on the Lot BSB collab? Do you know what? We spoke about that, actually. Mm-hmm. Because um, cause the, I, we, we, we did rap, we, we, when we were talking about it, it was like definitely a reference point. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't see that tour, so I wasn't sure if it was them on stage all at the same time. Or I if think it was... so. I didn't see that tour either, but I think they all went on stage at the same at time. At certain times. Yeah, yeah, it was like back and forth. Yeah. And... It's like what Jay-Z and Justin did you know, on that tour. Just kind of like, yeah, I yeah. perform, you perform. So in that, case, in that case, mm-hmm. it must have been similar yeah. uh, to that. Um, it was really interesting. There was not really, it was a very uh, uh, 50-50 on what, the opinion was if it was even a good idea. Oh yeah. Uh, some people, cause it was a bit of a gamble, but mm-hmm. well, um, it worked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, will, or when will busted tour America from Jay Martin seven twenty? It's a really good question. Mm-hmm. I would love to do it. I just don't know. I don't know if it will happen. If we did, it wouldn't be, it would probably have to be, it's hard to justify a tour of America that would be on the level that we would tour at here. Right. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, we just, the truth is, is I don't know if like, Doing all this stuff with the Jonas Brothers will, you know, will make any difference. I just think that um, our audience seems to be where it is. Mm-hmm. And if that changes, amazing. But I, I'd i like to think, you know, in a dream scenario, we could make sense of touring here. But mm-hmm. uh, And I would love to do that. Yeah. But I just don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Well, we now, I have that. another question. You uh, just recently released uh, Umbop 2.0. With Hanson. With mm-hmm. Hanson. Yeah. And also 2.0 with... Uh, the Jonas Brothers song. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, cause I, it's funny, because I was reading that and I was like, I've been telling Lance, they need to do like a 2.0. Like NSYNC 2.0 If they song, ever did yeah. a, of a, a NSYNC song, which yeah. would be amazing. It's, 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 it's an interesting thing to do because I think um, uh, th- there's a lot of love for these old songs. Mm-hmm. People love these songs. And if you can create a new way, a new version, of I mean, if you look at like yeah. back, back in the day, like even like songs in the 70s got recorded like hundreds of times, yeah. you know. And, uh, you know, the song is like the land and the recording is like the house and you can build a lot of houses on the land. You yeah. know, it's like a different version. 
uh, is also a good idea. You also want to be careful though, because you can don't want to release a bad version. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't want to like, true. It's gotta be, it. yeah. it's gotta be better. It's gotta be better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it also kind of, I mean, a lot of fans will never be happy with remake I type know. things. They're like, no, you can't touch the original. I know. <laughs> oh, no. It's like what you think. Yeah. It's kind of no like win. you can't really. Uh, yeah. No, you yeah. can't win. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, before we let you go, we need to know uh, what are we watching on television right now? What what's what musicians do we need to be looking out for? Can you give us any good bits? Yeah, I like White Lotus. Okay. Oh, season. Yeah. It's amazing. amazing. Yeah, They're doing season, season three soon too. Oh, really? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I like both those seasons. So good. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Um, I, uh, you know, I like a lot listening. I like Bruce Hornsby. Okay. I like, um, the Top Gun soundtrack. I like listening to film music. Yeah. Yeah. I like listening to, um, James Taylor. I was uh, actually a friend of mine told me about a really cool artist. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Okay. Oh, Dijon. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going to write that down. Yeah, we're right there. We need new music. I know. We always need good recommendations. <laughs> Dijon. All right. Yeah. We're going to do that. So I really White Lotus thought, and Dijon. I thought it was really good. And uh, songs are really good. And yeah. he's okay. really good. Okay. Well, good to nice. know. Nice. Uh, okay. We'll check that out. Um, James, it was so great to catch up with you. Yeah. See you again. So interesting. Um, uh, I love that you're here in Los Angeles, you know, yeah. most of the time. So uh, yeah. I, I'm glad that we're going to be able to run each other because we yes. have lots of things. I, we have things to do. Yeah, you got to get busy, so. guys. Yeah, we got this. Uh, is there anything you would like to tell your fans out there, and how can everyone stay in touch with you? Uh, no, uh, thanks for listening. This is fun to talk to uh, to you guys, and I'm on Instagram and social media, and I try to post when I can. <laughs> I'm getting really bad at posting, yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, I mean. Um, I'm always doing something and it's usually on my socials. All right. Awesome. We'll be, we'll be checking it yeah. out. All right, James, thank you so much for being here. Yes, Thanks, thank right. you. Yay. Mr. James Bourne, everyone. What a lovely I, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it. Very nice guy. Very, I mean, <laughs> every single guest is just the nicest guy. Uh, I'm, I'm glad we got, we've met, you know, a few times uh, throughout the years. Miami, now he lives in LA. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't really know the full story. Of James. So I know. And we share the same first name. And I remember, see, I remember like his group vaguely and not in music, but I just remember like different magazines or stuff seeing like McFly and yeah. Busted, like the European ones. Right. And, uh, but yeah, so it's actually kind of interesting now to like now see the whole history of those bands. I know, I know. All right, guys. Well, that is all the show I have for you. Please stay cool out there. Yes. It is a hot one. Lord. Uh, be good to each other. Don't drink and drive. Take care of those animals, mm-hmm. especially in the heat. Yes. Lots Bring of water. And put them inside. Keep them hydrated. Um, and we will see you next time on Frosted Tips. But until then, stay frosted. You missed it, Turkey. We'll oh, try that again. Those aren't over there. I was. And until then, stay frosted. Hey, thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Frosted Tips with Lance and Michael Turzenart. And at Lance Bass for all your pop culture needs. And make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars, six if you can. See you next time. Hey, L.A., Lance Bass here with the latest in the City of Angels. Immerse yourself in our vibrant fashion scene where exclusive streetwear meets high-end boutiques. Stroll through styles defining our bold, wildly creative city, like the unique finds at Melrose Trading Post, a real L.A. gem. Explore star-studded experiences on Hollywood Boulevard, behind-the-scenes studio tours, and moments of awe under our legendary blue sky. Picture this. 
the iconic Griffith Observatory, inspiring directors worldwide. Plan your weekend at discoverla.com. It's the time to leave your mark in the city of angels. Lance Bass is zatting off. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.